recording. All right. Hi, Dad. <laughs> hey, how's it going tonight? <laughs> Good. I did find a pointer this week. Um, <laughs> I used it on the other podcast. It makes no difference for what we're doing now. But just so you know, there's, there's something waving around. A, a big old silver thing. It makes me feel like a wizard. Like, come on. <laughs> A pointer is a pointer is very important. Yes. I think I think it really is. Because you know, look at what look at what uh orchestra conductors do with Uh, their pointer. Yes. Make incredible music. (laughs) Or something. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh Tell me about this uh, this horrible movie you saw this week. I'm so excited. I hope it. I hope everybody's sitting down. <laughs> I let me. I I have to take so many notes on this movie. <laughs> um, we watched two hours of this. The movie. Oh, no. So of course, right when we start to say like, yeah, let's let the algorithm pick what we're gonna gonna watch. Netflix gets rid of their um, oh. random the surprise me button thing, right? So the new thing is like, go to these categories and, and the category that we picked was different. Okay. What does that mean? That's nice and vague. It picked one. It had a cool cover. We were like, yep, we're going to judge this right. book by its cover. Um, <laughs> click it. The movie is called how it ends. How it ends. It is 120 minutes utter and complete garbage <laughs> the entire time um so quick plot breakdown a major catastrophe hits the west coast our lead okay. character's partner is of course on the west coast oh no and she's pregnant but, oh no oh no he's in That's... minnesota i think is where the the main character's starting point is now let's not confuse the the partner the pregnant partner for a character um she has no agency no real anything going on pure plot device it's offensive you would you would think that being pregnant would be like character development uh, yeah but no no the first real scene that she's in they kill her cell phone access so there's no communication going on so so what she she got into filming it and she demanded more money (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) saw the script oh gosh i don't am i going to be associated with this for the rest of my career (laughs) you got to give me more money (laughs) ah kill her cell phone (laughs) Uh, what are you gonna do now (laughs) all right so so we got a guy in minnesota and the west side of the country is is being destroyed can't can't communicate with it just just totally gone so he i can't tell you what the main character's name is (laughs) that's what this is all about it's it's it's, it's right it's not relevant it's (laughs) none of it for some reason, he is visiting um, the the partner's parents. Partner's dad. Now, there is a partner's mom is here as well. Again, this movie does not care about its female characters. It's 
Oh, aggravating <laughs> the entire time through. That is Wein- Forest Whitaker. Is it a Weinstein production? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not naked, you're not in my movie. <laughs> so it has Forest Whitaker. Forest Whitaker. That like, sounds great. Um, award-winning actor of a generation. Yeah, he from yeah, his he did. Um, God, what was it called? Platoon. He was in Platoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Last King of Scotland. He was in the good Star Wars. Um, Black Panther. He was, he's in Forrest all of Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. He's, he's a household name. Yes. Yes. Very talented. Yeah. The, this is one of those movies that I think exists strictly so that people can get their SAG credits in for, for the year. <laughs> it's made on a dare, if nothing else. <laughs> He got two thousand bucks. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another five hundred so we can get a camera. So, um, the the Forest Whitaker is a retired Marine, and he says, like, in his Forest Whitaker voice, uh, "We have to go save my daughter, save your partner." Um, all right, because of course enough. that's that's what they do. So, it turns into a road trip movie. And last road trip movie that I really wanted to to watch was called Road Trip. Right, right. And that Jeans was when like they put Breckin Meyer in movies. You know, that's, that's doesn't right. happen anymore. That's right. So Forrest Whitaker and Breckin Meyer do have something in common. <laughs> Both been in a road trip. One of them was in a good road trip movie. <laughs> Ouch out so so what happens on their road trip the same things happen for every leg of the trip um so the the whole thing is they're driving from minnesota to the coast they know something bad happened they don't know what Um, the audience is led to believe it's going to be something cool it isn't (laughs) I'm not even going to say spoiler alert for for any of this crap because <laughs> nobody don't should, just don't watch it. Don't don't watch this. It's um, so they every stretch of the the journey is either broken into oh no other people are bad, oh no we're running out of gas, or oh no the weather is funny. That's right. Never right. food or having to use the restroom. Never, never have to worry yeah. about that. Mm-mm. It's a movie. <laughs> They, you know, they do spend a little bit of time um, rummaging through a fallen over vending machine. So there are snacks. That's that's pretty fun. Um, At one point, they do pick up a mechanic. um, Oh, that's uh, fortunate. Throughout the entire thing, the mechanic uh, checks the oil in the car once. And then they ditch the, the other two, like, midway through Act 2. It's... <laughs> um, are they at least in a a car that could presumably make this trip like a chevette know, it's i'm trying to think yeah a chevette would pull <laughs> somebody grab the pinto um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nobody's gonna mess with us <laughs> we're back um, into them yeah i'm trying to think if they show like the front of the car so we know who sponsored the movie um because <laughs> the car 
only dies after it gets attacked by bandits and, and so it's mm. that okay. that sort of thing um so the uh, they pick up the mechanic they do the oil change thing um mechanic leaves at one point and just it's just gone like saw another vending machine <laughs> it had to be yes he had to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, <laughs> So, <laughs> hey you guys get back here <laughs> help me out um, anyway it's it, and it, but it's it's boring the whole <laughs> thing is so boring it's you can tell they they could have shot it for two thousand dollars because they were in front of a green screen the entire time <laughs> It's, 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 it's tragic how little goes on this is like if in dante's peak pierce brosnan had monitoring equipment set up in london and didn't have to go anywhere that's right so he's just right. sitting around just watching. watching it like oh man sucks for them click 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 <laughs> What you gonna do? <laughs> uh, so yeah, from a plot, it was just just terrible. Um, I did write notes on the photography of the the whole thing. Oh, good. And sometimes when you're watching a movie, you've got like, oh wow, that's a really pretty shot. I'm glad that that exists. Like, right, Kira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. That whole thing is oh shot beautiful, beautiful, beautifully. Absolutely. This movie is shot by somebody who read the first chapter of what the rule of thirds means and nothing else. <laughs> everything That's, is off to the side. Everything. Every single shot. There's oh. no rhyme or reason to it. They're just oh, no. like the, the I, I looked up a lot of info for this one. Uh, the main character is played by a guy named Theo James, who was a, um, actor in a whole bunch of young adult dystopian movies that came out when i was a new parent um and as all new parents know time doesn't exist for that first like six years right so there's this whole right. gap of knowledge that that i i have so right no experience with that but um i don't remember where i was going with that but there are many many scenes with uh, theo james now adult young adult dystopian movie actor veteran um, is driving and he's, you know, it's an American car. So he's on the driver's side and he's in the uh -huh. middle of the frame. Where's the rest of the car? <laughs> Here, hold this steering wheel. It's <laughs> in front of the green screen. It's surrounded <laughs> by orange smoke. It's just oh. like, what are they th and when you start to notice it? It's all that you notice while you're watching this movie is <laughs> how deliberate and overproduced the camera shots are. Oh man, but some director of photography says, I got to get my points in. <laughs> I just need these five shots to do my highlight reel, the rest <laughs> I can, you know, whatever. All right, Fred, yeah, just gonna make it happen. <laughs> Anything uh, for your career, buddy. <laughs> Here to help. We got to get those credits in. <laughs> the whole thing. Again, um, you know, Forrest Whitaker 
spoiler alerts he dies because he has to die um gets an injury early on akin to a zombie movie where he like reveals it later and he's like oh this is it for me Um, oh geez Jeez. But, it's like dysentery on the Oklahoma or, or the, <laughs> the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. <laughs> bum, bum. Um. <laughs> you can't say dysentery without saying bum, bum. Thank you. <laughs> Very necessary. Yeah. It's yeah, he, he knew to get out of that movie before the end. In that. Oh that's funny. Maybe yeah. he brought the idea to the director. <laughs> man hey, I, um, I got better things to do man oh can you just kill me <laughs> i i had to look it up movie came out in 2018 forrest whitaker had five other movies come out in 2018 oh wow i would doubt he remembers making this one <laughs> but i'm gonna show up for a weekend <laughs> the best part of this whole dang movie <laughs> <laughs> i don't go, even need top billing you just that's just let the rumor mill tell everybody that I'm on. That I'm doing Neil <laughs> James is how it ends. Theo James, how but, it ends. All right. Yeah, just it's that sounds don't, horrible. Don't watch it. Do, Do they ever make it to the West Coast? Oh, oh God. Okay, <laughs> we're going all in. All right. <laughs> I apologize for spending so much time watching this movie that we have. To so Theo James does make it alone to the West Coast, and he he meets his partner again. I do not remember this character's name whatsoever. Um, meets the partner at the uh, a cabin thing that her parents may have owned, or they just ran into. I wasn't right. paying that much attention. Can I take a guess on on what he does when they meet? Uh huh. Grabs her cell phone and turns it on, <laughs> and walks out the door. No, that's not to go. No. <laughs> okay. There is another survivor with the partner. Uh oh. A man. Uh oh. And as we all know, men and women cannot have platonic relationships. That's right. That's so right. Instantly, dude is overcome with jealousy. Um, the main character and it's like no it's the end of this world you have other things to worry about right but there's massive pissing contest they get drunk around a fire they say some words um theo james's character ends up shooting the other man um just before whole movie sets up that it's going to be some cool end of the world thing the whole time there's crazy weather everybody's getting all antsy communication is is down a volcano erupted that's it just oh it was 2018 so we were all worried about yellowstone exploding can you imagine yellowstone exploding be the least of our crises going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was so simple back then what a time (laughs) (laughs) oh I want to I want to see a series of movies this year come out that are topian movies as opposed be... to dystopian. <laughs> Wouldn't that That's be the best? Wildly valid too, because the whole thing the the only bad guy was other people, and I'm like, if we're all gonna die, what? Why be jerks? You know. That's exactly right. That's what I have the problem with, uh, like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Is I was I was good with that series 
while they were just killing zombies and trying to escape and trying to make uh -huh. their living and all that, whatever, building walls. But when they started doing people being mean to people, I couldn't take it. Yeah. Couldn't. Yeah. I, just, I dropped were... right off. <laughs> They're zombies. Like, <laughs> right. Why worry about politics right now? Just make your food. Right. It's that tint of capitalism getting into everybody's post-apocalypse right. like come on right we can uh, i'm in charge this. and uh <laughs> whatever so yeah that's, <laughs> that sounds like a horrible movie on a um scale of zero to five volcanoes how many volcanoes would you give it okay so i'm going to interpret that as is it the um catherine or i'm sorry Anne Heche and Tommy Lee Jones movie volcano, which is <laughs> equally bad. Um, so is this movie five times worse than one <laughs> volcano? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Five <laughs> times worse. Five times worse than the Tommy Lee Jones classic with magma <laughs> running down the streets of Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, oh, oh. And they put up the, the brick wall or the concrete uh-huh uh the concrete then, barriers the concrete barriers <laughs> oh that was I can... the, and then diverted into the storm drains <laughs> yeah it'll make it turn to rock <laughs> i want lava in every outhouse cow house cat house <laughs> <laughs> such good acting oh my that is that is the worst I, I had to, after last week's discussion about the horrible movie that I saw, mm -hmm. um, I, I had to watch a classic. Okay. And I, so I watched the classic Chud. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of storm drains. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers <laughs> starring Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Laura Matos, Christopher Curry, and a special guest appearance before he was famous as a, he was billed as cop in diner, <laughs> was played by John Goodman. Wow. Yeah. I this was watching it and I saw his face and I'm going, I know that guy. <laughs> it was about a hundred pounds uh, less, but really good. He was, he was like the best actor, but I got to tell you, after watching Chud again, I would rate it on the on the uh, scale of <laughs> one to five uh, sewer manhole covers. I would rate it a <laughs> solid three and a half. Wow, that's a lot of sewer manhole covers. That is because and you have to watch it because uh, it reminded me in spots of the the building of the tension like alien. Okay. Interesting. Okay. It re the storytelling with the uh, multiple um, perspectives or multiple storylines going on until they weave together. Okay. Um, was well done. Uh, it's cheesy and it's bizarre, but it, it is not nearly as bad as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So growing up, I remember a copy of Chud, I believe in the house. I Yes, I think we had on VHS. 
we weren't allowed to watch it though so i have never seen chud um, you have never seen chud describe chud to me. okay so chud starts off with uh, there's a couple of different storylines the first storyline is a photographer who has recently uh taken photographs of people who live underground um, okay in the, in the sewers was and, this movie made in the 80s i believe so let me just uh let me just find out 1984 yes okay so we had the new york wasn't really a, a popular place to be known for crime and all of that so this was exactly a, kind of a rip from the headlines sort of rip from the headlines yes and uh <laughs> and using um real life situations okay right? Okay. It opens up with a lady walking a dog down a street and she's walking down the middle of the street. This is in New York. So, it, you know, suspension of disbelief, whatever. <laughs> um, Nobody has a car. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. At the middle of the night. And oh, it's dark <laughs> and it's so, yeah, there is no middle of the night in New York, is there? But she's walking her dog down the middle of the street and it uh, flashes away for a second. I think she screams. And it goes back to the street, and there's her her shoe. And it it comes in the next morning with the street sweeper coming and cleaning up her shoe. The lady just happens to be the wife of the police captain of the area. Okay. Okay, so that's the second storyline. The police captain's wife is missing. Okay. And the police captain is getting all these calls in about missing people. Uh -huh. it's a mystery <laughs> and uh the other storyline is uh the a homeless lady uh or a, uh yeah a homeless lady who lives in the sewers tried to steal a policeman's gun and all of the home all the underground people are looking for weapons and then the other storyline is the soup kitchen uh owner manager guy who runs it he he is missing a bunch of his homeless people uh -huh. and uh then it all they all intertwine and funnel down into one where the city has been dumping um bad um chemicals radiation or whatever down into the sewer and so the sewer people are turning into chuds okay <laughs> but the the storytelling actually isn't too bad and it's not um i think we said we, you couldn't watch it because we remembered it as being really violent uh -huh. but it was very similar to the bigfoot movies where there's no <laughs> real violence um you know but it's inferred so it was it was good 1980s storytelling gotcha. and i think they stole a few uh lines from a few trails from uh, alien because it was it was it was actually interesting yeah 84 I, 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 it would have been heavily influenced by alien exactly exactly um hmm. it, so it's 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 worth a watch okay I, I would and i understand why there's a uh you know a fan group around it <laughs> after watching it the second time or third time i don't remember how many times i've seen it very few because <laughs> uh, i didn't remember all of it but it was, it was, it was, it was as good as an, as an 80s horror movie. I would rate it as good 
as the 1950s blob was really? in the 50s. Yes. Wow. That's what I regret it. I just On enjoyed a scale it. of it one would... to five blobs. That would be <laughs> the blob being four, Chud being three and a half. Yeah, you get to watch them. <laughs> All right. So you know what else I watched this week? What? Uh, because uh, I am, uh, you know, I, I'm such a football fan. Mm-hmm. And I saw uh, some of the ads during the big game, <laughs> which we can't call by name. Superb owl. Yes. Yes. That big bird. <laughs> there was a, uh, an ad for the roast of Mr. Peanut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they got these supposed comedians <laughs> to roast Mr. Peanut. And it is, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the list of comedians they, they had. I don't think they did, but in, um, in, in January of 2020, just before Super Bowl, uh, 55 LV, whatever that is, planters announced the death of Mr. Peanut in a series of tweets. Bum, bum, bum. So then they brought him back. Okay. Thank goodness. Resurrection of the peanut. So it was all puns about peanuts. There are three puns about peanuts. <laughs> and Might as well have seven... 15 people repeat them. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was so not funny. <laughs> On a scale of one to five peanuts, one. Half of one. A shelled peanut that has dropped on the floor in one of those restaurants where you eat peanuts and throw them on the floor. Classic roadhouse. Just set it on the floor. Let the peasants (laughs) step on them. Just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. So that's, that was my other viewing pleasure this week. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After how it ends, um, we haven't watched much. (laughs) We needed a break. You know, a show is bad when <laughs> you can't even turn on the TV after watching it. Just, I'm going to play a video game now. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's so wrong. So funny. <laughs> so to summarize, in the end sucks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chud is pretty okay fun yeah and mr peanut should be peanut butter (laughs) crunchy Um. (laughs) yes i'm i'm glad though that chud you know nearly 40 years later um can still resonate and still has that kind of following that's yeah that's that's a good sign of the 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 art of a good cult movie is uh yeah that's a cult movie and i i swear that i've heard of it before the pandemic being played at a midnight movie every now and then that's kind of fun yeah that that's gives good credence to a good credit (laughs) to that movie and i'm sure that people talk along with it (laughs) because 
they actually develop relationships between characters. Whoa. And they, uh, you know, it's, it's not about a bunch of monsters. Nice. It's about chemicals and <laughs> what they do to sewer people. <laughs> Lack of business regulation during the Reagan era. What did we? It's... Right, right, exactly, exactly. Mm. I, I think we should just call that literal trickle down economics. <laughs> <laughs> the closest conscious New York could have ever cared about homeless people. So. <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they uh yeah yeah it's it's just bad <laughs> another another quick one i saw a uh a guy testing a microwave on some youtube video and <laughs> did you know that when you put a light bulb in a microwave and you turn on the microwave the light bulb turns on that's cool it is really cool <laughs> <laughs> does it ever explode i don't i he only put it on for like two seconds at a time oh, good good to, to test something else but fascinating <laughs> that's really my, cool. my other suggestion is if you want to have some fun with the kids put a marshmallow in the microwave oh yes i are... love that <laughs> big fans of peep jousting that's it's almost peep season again peep jousting so you put two peeps in <laughs> a in the microwave you uh -huh. put toothpicks in them and uh -huh. then they expand as they heat up and then one of them is going to poke the other one first and the uh -huh. one that gets poked goes <laughs> <laughs> peep jousting uh, <laughs> i love that i'm, I'm going to uh i'm going to do that the peep jousting <laughs> It's, it's a not, good old time. It's, put a paper plate down first. <laughs> you, do, do not try this at home. Yes. <laughs> Some <laughs> precautions. <laughs> That's uh, wonderful. Funny. Um, all right. I talked about a really negative experience with entertainment. Yes. Um, I would like to talk about some fun, fun music that did pop oh, good. up. Oh, good. Yes. Um, I've got a lot and a lot to say about it. Um, I have to write down names again. <laughs> we could have called the podcast, ah, the name. Um, uh, <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> what would I, um, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> we'll go over it next week. <laughs> Music. Um, so Discover Weekly is, um, usually pretty fun for me i had a couple weeks ago it was just bad um this week it was a lot of synthesizers and it kicked off with a song by granddaddy now granddaddy um was big during my adolescence so all those years ago um, <laughs> and i say big it was um yeah, granddaddy the song was stray dog and the chocolate shake um <laughs> this is a yeah yeah it was from a definite genre and uh -huh. um, granddaddy i consider them the garden state genre um, garden state was a movie yeah. by zach Braff that came out 2006 2007 that really okay. brought the 
the the hipster scene into the mainstream so it's okay it's not emo it's not alts it's just hipster indie is all that granddaddy is um the 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 whole genre like bands like the shins or band of horses were okay the main ones for it so kind of slower um the this particular song by granddaddy it sounds like he's singing through a speaker box so everybody's gonna kind of sing like that but real real chill um smart air big old air quotes there smart lyrics right Um, right it's just fun music that's very very old now which was very surprising to hear granddaddy pop up they were a a band that would show up on there was mtv had all the pop hits vh1 had all the really ancient stuff on it um i say ancient stuff it was like talking about granddaddy right now you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there was another channel that after like 10 o'clock on weeknights it popped over to indie music videos and one of them that i remember was granddaddy and they were like riding bikes through some city that's all it was (laughs) seeing granddaddy pop up i was like oh hey i remember this this is kind of fun but it's a genre of music that existed 2000 to 2010 and then died it doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah very fun very fun that's Um, wonderful next one goes the completely opposite route it was a really depressing song um technically astonishing it's called black oak by slaughter beach comma dog so i don't know if they're saying slaughter beach dog or slaughter beach dog i don't (laughs) i I wonder how they hey you need a comma in there (laughs) slaughter beach dog (laughs) (laughs) so what did they do what was it so this this one was um it's it's kind of sing speak vocals like okay. like cake back in the 90s would do right. she right. go to heaven they're not really singing um detachable penis would be another kind of um example of speak sing songs <laughs> i don't know if i know that one uh, I'm sorry oh to man um, <laughs> of the early 2000s um <laughs> um it's it's a true classic of the genre but um this one i usually can't hear lyrics i don't know why but um (laughs) this one i kind of could pick up on and it's it was very sad um i think it's a song about a a guy and his girlfriend having a fight and then at the end of it he winds up dead and she gets a phone call about finding the body or something um again just was she on the west coast um, (laughs) (laughs) in this two and a half minute song she had more character development than that (laughs) um maybe maybe Maybe. yes right right Um, but it's um depressing lyrics aside um it's newer it has really nice backing beats for when the um the whole song is the the sing speak is happening okay it has 
really nice rise and fall. It's it's a very metered, highly produced track, um, but it was a lot of fun. And I think I enjoyed it. Both of these songs that I'm about to talk about, I think I enjoyed the Slaughter Beach depressing song because it was immediately followed by another early 2000s song. What <laughs> um, was the name of that one? Um, it was called Earthquakes and Sharks by Branston. And it has, so we go from, and they dug up his body by the black oak tree and oh. then bink, dink, ticka, dink, dink, ticka, dink, dink, ticka, do. <laughs> immediately afterward i don't have any kind of like slow transition it's just song ends next song right then and there uh, so this funk track starts playing and it's about um the lead singer going to california and he's like oh i saw sharks they freaked me out whoa there's an earthquake hey this is a lot of fun to be alive here this is cool but very funk very fun <laughs> so sounds wonderful they, they, both of the songs needed each other to happen in that initial playthrough to right. be heard. <laughs> that was somebody had to have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put this in the algorithm, really. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's really all I have to say about that particular song. It was just a lot of fun to have it <laughs> pop up. Um, an old 97s song appeared in my playlist this this time around yeah. isn't that kevin bacon i don't know if i find that out um, I, I swear <laughs> he was in a uh christmas movie um where he played with the old 97s um anyway <laughs> i was introduced to the old 97s the same time that you showed us dead and breakfast. Ah, uh, yes. So yeah. old 97s and the, um, I got hemoglobin inside my mouth. That band <laughs> yes. will always be associated. So I really want old 97s to do a zombie theme song movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old 97s. That is, uh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, that would be okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna do the six degrees of separation. <laughs> I'm gonna ramble on about my last track, and it's a good, it was a lot of fun. This last one, uh, the song is called Escape Plan by Mobina Galore. Um, it's it's a straight up punk song, um, real really? simple, um, like EDG chord progressions, just power chords the whole time through. Um, good guitar player though uh, the drummer and as is with all punk bands the drummer is just astonishing um it was a lot of fun it felt like listening to the the dookie era green day oh yeah which was i remember that it sounds great I remember <laughs> that. a lot the of fun energy yeah. yes energy was was huge so um and if memory serves i want to say dookie was the first album that i purchased on my own i do believe that is correct it could have also been cracked review by hootie and the blowfish i'm gonna go with green day because then my oldest son will think i'm way cooler than i really am <laughs> which would be a good win <laughs> uh, i do remember points. purchasing 
um, Fairweather Johnson, the follow-up album to Cracked Review by Hootie and the Blowfish. And it was horrible. Horrible. God, that album sucked. <laughs> it was uh, horrible. It was in a disc jockey collection for like two weeks. <laughs> and then it got left at home. <laughs> All right. I don't so even give people the option. <laughs> Kevin Bacon sang with the old 97s on the Guardians of the Galaxy's Christmas special. Oh, that's very recent. Wow. Very recent. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen the Christmas special. You you don't have to. I have. It's cute. It's very cute. But it's a lot of, um, hey, you're a fan, so you get this. Gotcha. I would rather have a new story or something. They all have to get to to Sheik for the Wookiee Christmas. No, <laughs> that's a different one. <laughs> I, I listen to some uh, some music too. Um, I've been listening to on Sirius XM. There's an old '40s Junction or the '40s Junction, and they they play all the swing music from the '40s. Oh, fun! And I swear, I was I was driving somewhere. I don't remember, but it was like 15 minute drive, 20 minute drive, something like that. So there were probably five or six songs involved in this drive. And every single one of them sang about food. <laughs> I think rations I, really hit home. In I, I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I love grape jelly. I love jam. You know, at I least put it's... hot dogs in my jello. <laughs> That was in the 60s. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> they just heard that 40s song and did it. Um. <laughs> Cab Calloway was just shooting the stuff, you know? <laughs> it was just... <laughs> but it was, it was really... It was cute. It was really, really cute. Uh, and then I think coming back for five or six songs, it was all about whiskey and beer. So, I get it. I get it. You eat too much, you better drink something. (laughs) Stay hydrated, folks. (laughs) Sing responsibly. I saw a breakdown of recent, or or of bands that have played in the Superb Owls um, halftime show. Mm -hmm. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy played one. I saw that. I saw that. Do you know who played in the first Superb Owl? I don't. Chicago. Really? Really. Chicago That's amazing. was first first organized um, first big entertainment. Before wow. that they would do marching bands. <laughs> yeah. That's... So Chicago. <laughs> Got them all hooked on trumpets. That's uh... <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. That would be Did you ever get to see Chicago play live? Yes, a couple of yes. times. Yes, that's cool. Amazing, amazing concert. Um, you know, you you look at today's artists and you see a lot of choreographed dancing and yeah. a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay, I appreciate that. I do. That's that is like the the most recent halftime show uh, was choreographed amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And I I I am not a fan of the music, but I was. I was struck by the performance of it. Chicago did not do any kind of choreography. Chicago did the, we have energy and we're playing what you like. 
<laughs> and we're really good at what we do. And that kind of show well bowls me over. That's <laughs> that's the kind of show that I would like to see. That's cool. You know, it's that's kind of like um they're still practicing in the basement, but they're good enough they can come out onto the street, you know, <laughs> that kind of energy because they love it so much and they they they're confident with it. And I just yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. same thing with um um uh what is hip? Oh, who's saying that? Oh um yeah, Tower of Power. Tower mm. of Power. No choreography, nothing, just horns and performance. Nice. And yeah, they were they were <laughs> top notch. Top notch. Out of out of out of five brass instruments, I'd give them a five. Nice. Nice. And how does that relate to blobs? Blobs plug up the brass instruments, so don't want that. Don't want that. Don't, don't mix, need a mechanic. Don't mix. No. <laughs> we might run out of gas. <laughs> I'm gonna Turn drink up. one spit valve and then bolt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. No. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, that's all I have for this week. Uh, that's that's fun it's a good positive way to it's end slow. the episode yeah that carry through the rest of, and maybe you know i'll go watch chud that's a go that's watch a chud and, and keep an open mind for uh it is 80s <laughs> but <laughs> look for all the alien copies <laughs> that's, that's, that'd be a fun yeah all right next week screen we'll to screen yeah. <laughs> I'm both playing <laughs> my brain. I'm so old. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. A double feature, both at the same time. <laughs> well, thank you very much for chatting and having fun. And yeah, we'll thank you. It's awesome. Talk more. Um, hopefully, I watch something good and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. 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 If not, then we're, you're going to hear a lot of this. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll call it a night.